Welcome to the Well Woman Show, where we use intersectional feminism, mindfulness, leadership, and strategy to support smart women to change the world without anxiety, insecurity, and burnout. On the show, we challenge the status quo and support you to unlearn harmful messages that keep you playing small so you can activate your superpowers and live with joy, confidence, and ease. I'm your host, Giovanna Rossi. Hello, hello, Well Women. Welcome back to the show. This week on the Well Women Show, I interview Sophia Yen. She's a doctor and CEO and co-founder of Pandia Health, providing expert women's hormonal health care, convenience and confidentiality via telemedicine and medication delivery. So at whatever stage you're in, if you are... Uh, still needing birth control or if you're uh, menopausal or uh, premenopausal and wanting to learn about hormones, this is a great uh, show for you. Dr. Yen co-founded Pandia Health because she says no one should suffer from pill anxiety, the fear of running out of birth control and the stress of obtaining it each month. She also talks about enjoying educating the public and physicians about birth control, menstrual regulation, race differences in birth control, BMI and emergency contraception. And Dr. Yen graduated from MIT, UCSF Medical School and UC Berkeley's MPH program. She's got 20 years plus in medicine and she's a clinical associate professor at Stanford Medical School. So this is going to be a great conversation. And while we're speaking of uh, gender parity and empowerment in birth control and other areas, I want to let you know that August 26th is Women's Equality Day. And of course, Women's Equality Day commemorates the passage of the 19th Amendment, granting women the right to vote in the United States. And it's a day to celebrate the progress we've made and reflect on the work that still lies ahead. And what better way to honor this day than by attending the Power Up Conference and Concert with Gloria Felt, with Dr. Sophia Yen, and me at the Take the Lead conference and concert in LA. So it's August 26th. It's all happening on the UCLA campus. I'd love to see some of the well women there. If you're in LA or in the area or you're, you can travel in for this amazing event all day long, you're going to uh, be inspired by speakers and leaders and performers discussing and celebrating women's empowerment. And I'm excited to share that the Well Woman Show is a media partner for this event. So this year, the event will be held both in person and virtually, allowing everyone to participate no matter where you are. It's a really excellent opportunity to network, gain insights, and support the incredible work being done to close the gender gaps. So let's power up and be part of the movement toward gender equality. Remember, change begins with each one of us. And by supporting initiatives like Dr. Yen and Gloria Feltz take the lead uh, and attending events like the Power Power Up conference and concert, we can create a more equitable and inclusive world for everyone. So it's not just about supporting those projects. It's really about learning to be the best leader you can be so you can contribute in a meaningful way to the larger conversation and the larger um, effort to achieve gender parity 
across the board. So again, the conference and concert is August 26th on the UCLA campus. You can also attend virtually. And you can go to the show notes at wellwomanlife.com slash 319show. You can get a discount code there to attend at a discounted rate, either virtually or in person. So again, go to wellwomanlife.com slash 319show to get your code for your discounted ticket. The Well Woman Show is thankful for support from the Well Woman Academy at wellwomanlife.com slash academy. Join us in the academy for community mindfulness practices and strategy to live your well woman life. I'm speaking with Dr. Sophia Yen. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's exciting to have you on. You have such a breadth and depth of experience and and expertise that I want to hear about. But before we get into all of that, Dr. Yen, I'd love for you to share with listeners, who are you in the world today? I am currently the CEO and co-founder of Pandia Health. And Pandia Health is the only doctor-led, the only women-founded and women-led birth control delivery company. We're building the online health brand Women Trust, starting with birth control, have added acne, and we're going to launch menopause within the next couple of months. And we're telemedicine and pharmacy under one roof. If you have a prescription and insurance, just tell us where it's at. We move it to our pharmacy and we make sure hashtag no one runs out of birth control on our watch. That's the whole reason I created the company so that women mm. could set it and forget it and never have to have suffer. I actually coined the term pill anxiety. When you get to that last week of pills and you're like, oh, mm. I got to get to the pharmacy or there right. will be something very bad. Oh my gosh. Okay. I want to dive all into that, but I just want to give you another opportunity to share about who else you might be in the world besides your professional hat. Yes. So I am Taiwanese American. My parents are from Taiwan and um, we're about democracy both there and everywhere in, in the world and um, mother of two future she heroes. So I have two teenage girls and very much aware of, um, I'm an adolescent medicine specialist. We call that sex, drugs, rock and roll, a little acne and some sports medicine. And we are in all of that with the two young women in my household. Um, Wife to a feminist. Sometimes my husband's more feminist than me, but most of the time (laughs) I'm more feminist than he. But I love that he's such a passionate ally and uh, have a wonderful family. Um, Also, I'm a clinical associate professor at Stanford and I love food. So I absolutely understand obesity and I work at Stanford's um, pediatric weight clinic. And uh, what else do I like? I like massage and I like um, happy, pretty TV and food (laughs) shows and food shows. Amazing. I love it. Um, Great. Well, I I love that you gave a little bit of an overview of, you know, your life and the different components, um, because on this show, we really do talk to a lot of high achieving women who wear a lot of hats, you know, and, and have a lot of roles in their life, um, yes. including family and work and community and just, uh, you know, we're, we're just doing um, 
dutiful daughters as well, right? Filial piety, being the sandwich generation. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so thank you for that. And uh, it sounds like you're living, um, living your work too with your teenage daughters, being that you're an adolescent specialist, right? (laughs) Um, and I, I relate to that because I, I started, um, my work in, um, creating family friendly workplace policies that work for women and yes. families when I was starting my family. So I was, I was doing all this policy work, but also like really living it. So I, I could really understand what was needed, you know? So that's a, an extra, um, special attribute, I think, when we can do that. Um, so Dr. Yen, you mentioned a lot of different things. I'm really interested to hear about how you, um, how your career path unfolded for listeners who may be on a trajectory of, you know, in healthcare or in women's rights, um, how did you bring those two together? Was it always obvious that you were going to do that or did it sort of develop over time? It absolutely developed over time. I was a young teenager and, you know, being Asian American, sometimes your options are being a doctor, an engineer, or, you know, something else, a lawyer, um, or a PhD. Those are kind of (laughs) options. Mm. And I liked people and I liked science And so um, my mother was a nurse. She said, the nurses do all the scut work. The doctors get the credit. So be a doctor, don't be a nurse. And I was like, okay. And so then um, I was looking at medicine and I was wondering, well, you know, what field do I want to do in medicine? And I chose adolescent medicine because you can catch young people as they're forming their habits and make sure that they do it in a safe way. So you can have sex, but don't get pregnant and don't get diseases right now as a teenager, right? Mm-hmm. And you um, eventually will drink alcohol, but you should do it legally and safely. And then the same exact things with drugs or other things like that. So don't smoke, you know, don't drink, do things, um, all things in moderation. So getting those habits early, as opposed to dealing with adults when often 20, 30 years into smoking, drinking, et cetera. And it's kind of more difficult um, to solve that. So that's how I chose adolescent medicine. It allowed me to do outpatient gynecology without having to do surgery and deliveries because I am mm. absolutely passionate about women's health and became a women's health advocate partially because as pediatricians, we always have to fight for our patients because they don't have the voice. They mm. don't have the vote. And so particularly adolescents too, nobody likes the adolescents. And as my joke is, we were all adolescents. It's the 5% of adolescents that give 95% of adolescents a bad name. 95% are perfectly fine and do great. But um, we need to speak up for their right to comprehensive sex ed. We need to speak up for their right to confidential reproductive health care to prevent unplanned teen pregnancies. 85% of teen pregnancies are unintentional. And therefore, if we had good sex ed, good birth control, we could prevent 85% of teen pregnancies. So that's, you know, a huge impact. And then I went to medical school and I realized, you know, I could help people one-on-one as a physician, but I could help more people by becoming a professor 
at a medical school teaching the future doctors, this mm. is the best care for patients. This is how you kick the parents out of the room and call it a parentectomy and have one-on-one time with the young person to check in on sex, drugs, rock and roll, and make sure that everything's all good um, and that they have the resources that they need and the support and the education and the information to prevent unplanned pregnancies, suicide, HIV, and other, you know, and unfortunate diseases. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Let me just ask you, um, you said that you're teaching the future doctors, the future providers, which is such an important role because we know that once they get out in the world and start providing care, they can only provide the care that they know about and that they were taught. So, um, yes. And it's, It's so hard, you know, to keep up with all the information in all the different fields. And we are absolutely required to do that. We have CME um, medical education units and there's various tests and there's various, you know, requirements. But, you know, you can't be the best and the brightest in everything. And so that's what we've done at Pandia Health is we have the best and the brightest minds on birth control. And we're applying that same academic rigor to menopause, evidence-based care, and really want to educate the public that not all telemedicine companies are made the same. And maybe the one that's led by a doctor, by a woman, by a person of menopausal age with two teenage girls might really be making the company for herself as well as her daughters. Right. I mean, isn't that, isn't that um, the case many times um, Yes, is that, you know, what we end up creating in the world is what we actually need. Um, So, or, or what maybe what we needed, right? Like if, if you needed that as an adolescent or um, so that's fascinating. So let's ask, let's talk a little bit about um, your work with Pandia Health and, so you you were one of the founders of the company. How ha, what's been your experience being a, a woman led, women run company, and any particular challenges with that? Um, any lessons learned that you'd like to share with the audience? Absolutely. Um, as you may or may not know, ninety seven percent of venture capital is male dominated, male run. And that women founded, women led companies only receive two to three percent of all venture capital. So it is a heavily male dominated field out there. And, um, oftentimes being a woman, being a mother, being older than 40 years old, um, being a doctor are all seen as negatives. But I see them as positives. Um, as a woman, I understand the problem, which is birth control, menopause, acne, getting health care, not having or hashtag better things to do than to run to the pharmacy every single month to go get my medication. <laughs> as a doctor, I can pull an all-nighter every fourth night. I have tenacity and I have grit. And in medicine, you do whatever's necessary to take care of the patient's health and to get into medical school, residency, fellowship, et cetera. And that attitude is is necessary, you know, for startups. You do whatever's necessary. You take out the garbage, you drive to X, you do Y, whatever's necessary mm-hmm. to make the company do well, right? And then as a parent, I look at everyone who hasn't had a child and I'm like, 
how are you not double your productivity? Because <laughs> you have evenings and weekends. And once your youngest is uh, five, then you get back all the productivity that your children kind of take away from you. Though I've certainly seen a ton of women start companies and have babies. And wow, those women are super women. But I'm just saying that um, those people who don't have children, there are a ton of hours in your day that you don't know are there. Or just as a physician, as a mom, I know I can work 80-hour weeks if I have to. Or I'm very efficient and I can manage things. And then being an older person, um, my LinkedIn is better than your LinkedIn because my friends are the head of OB-GYN here, the head of adolescent medicine there, have been in marketing 20 plus years. And so when I ask for help, I get good help. Yeah. So those are all things that really have supported you to successfully launch Pandia Health. How many years has it been up and running? We have been around for seven years, came up with the idea nine years ago when I was giving a talk to a bunch of physicians, why don't women take their birth control? And one of the top reasons was didn't have it in their hand. And my friend Pearl and and I were like, oh, we can solve this. We will just ship it to women and keep shipping it until they tell us to stop. And then um, we ran ads, free birth control delivery. 60% of the people that answered didn't have a prescription. And it's like, don't you know you need a prescription for the birth control pill patch ring? And as a doctor, I can write prescriptions. And thus, Pandia Health is born. If you have a prescription and insurance, we're good to go. If you need a prescription, then you can use our expert doctors in 17 states for only $30 once a year with um, unlimited follow-up questions with our physicians for a year about birth control. Nothing else because you only paid 30 bucks. <laughs> right. And and at some point, it's probably good for them to be seen in person. Yes, I absolutely. We are not here to replace your primary care doctor. We are just here for things that you can get safely online. And I absolutely want people to think and realize anybody who says they're doing primary care by only telemedicine, currently that is not quality care. If it were yeah. me, my daughter, my family member, you want to go in, they can listen to your heart, your lungs, look in your mouth. These things are hard to do. Touch your abdomen can't be done on telemedicine right now. Yes. And so talk a little bit about what you're doing with menopause and hormones, because I think that is something that you're developing and maybe you haven't quite launched yet, but what's the plan? What's, I know what the need is. I mean, <laughs> there's such a need for yes. menopause care and frankly, menopause visibility and acknowledgement yes. um, in, in all the places, including the workplace. Um, yes. But, but we're talking about health. So what are you doing and how are you viewing hormone uh, therapy Yes. Because of all of the history. Controversy. Yeah. Yes. So um, number one, my I'm all about hashtags. So my hashtag of late is hashtag stop sucking it up. And this applies to women's health on both ends. One, the number one cause of missed school and work under the age of 25 is either painful or heavy periods. And if you go on TikTok, there are women that just go on and on and on and on. 
And so my message to you is hashtag stop sucking it up. If you have periods that are bad enough that you are missing work or school, please see a doctor. We have medications for that. And the first line treatment that I'm putting all over TikTok, assuming you have no kidney problems and no allergies to ibuprofen is 600 milligrams of ibuprofen three times a day for up to five days. As soon as you think you're going to bleed, that will decrease the blood by 30% and decrease the pain. So that might be enough for most people. And if that doesn't work, then please see a doctor. We got drugs for you to take care of that so you can go to work, so you can go to school, so you can function in society. You don't have to suffer. Same applies to menopause. You'll often go to some lesser trained physicians because depending when you graduate, when I graduated back in 97, we were taught very little about menopause, but also I'm a pediatrician. So yeah. <laughs> I just went training, but um, most, they only 20% of OB-GYN programs cover menopause and then internal medicine, family practice. I don't know what the percentage and how much curriculum they have there, if any at all. And so they're just told, well, you know, menopause happens and then the symptoms should go away. But if you actually look at the research, some women can continue to have hot flashes for five to 15 years. And we're learning that the lack of estrogen results in cardiac problems, definitely bone density problems. And as an Asian American, but also anybody who's lactose intolerant, Latinos, um, people of African descent, all are at risk for low bone density. If you don't get enough calcium, actually from, you know, age 15 to 30 is when you want to build that calcium bank. Mm. So um, with respect to menopause, my unique way of looking at it is our body at age 50 is like, oh, you had babies, you were around for some time and helped support the community, time for you to go. So let's take away your estrogen. And our estrogen protects those of us with uteri for an extra 10 years compared to those without uteri and ovaries um, because we have our heart attacks and strokes 10 years later. But once you take away the estrogen, we turn into those without ovaries and uteri, I call them men, you know, in general, and our arteries then become inflexible. Our arteries then can fill up with blood clots. And then the taking away estrogen also affects the brain, also affects the bone, and um, the there was the Women's Health Initiative, which was mm-hmm. a huge study, tons of money, never going to be repeated again, but probably should. And the average age in that study, really important for people to know, was 63. We now know that if you're going to start hormone therapy, hormone replacement therapy, it needs to be started before 60. So if you take away our estrogen, which gives us bendy, non-cloggy arteries, turn us into a person without estrogen, hard arteries, blood clots, and then you throw estrogen, which is known to cause blood clots. Of course, you're going to have heart attacks and strokes. So that study was deeply flawed. Yeah. And so anybody who wants to brush up on it, there's a great book The um, it's called Estrogen Matters. And it's by Dr. Blooming, who is a oncologist. So it turns out that the breast cancer is really coming from progesterone and not so much from estrogen. And so estrogen has just gotten a bad rap. And in this book, he details from the academic scientific side, medical side, 
the benefits of estrogen for bone, brain, and other parts of your body. So our approach is that um, if you have symptoms of menopause, we will be prescribing evidence-based medical care, um, estrogen and progesterone. If you have a uterus, if you don't have a uterus, then you don't need the progesterone. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and so how will you do this with an online portal or with Pandia health being online only? Um, because it seems like you might need to see patients in person. So we only do stuff that's safe online and birth control is safe online. The American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology has said over and over and over it's safe. You can send it over online as long as you answer these 20 questions and you've had a blood pressure checked within the past 365 days and it was within normal limits. So that's what we're doing with birth control. Menopause, the exact same medication, just one-tenth the dose. The difference is the age of the patient. So you're 50 and you're more likely to have cardiac badness. Um, We'd like you to have gotten a mammogram ahead of time, but there are no labs and there's nothing we're going to find on physical exam necessarily that would change the treatment that we give you. And again, we're not here to replace your primary care doctor. We're just here to provide menopause expertise. Mm. So there's the Northern American Menopause Society. Um, and we happened to pick up one of the world's experts in menopause during our birth control um, company. And so she is leading um, Catherine Hansen, and we're going to have all of our doctors certified by NAMS. Okay. And so if listeners are out there thinking, well, I'm between 50 and 60 years old, and I'm having some of these symptoms, what should they, can you just give like one or two things that they should ask their OB or their primary, because again, there's so much misinformation and bad information, even amongst providers. So the the patients really need to be armed with um, some good information and good questions. Yes. So one, I would go to the North American Menopause Society and find a NAM certified physician. However, your doctor doesn't necessarily have to be NAM certified. And the example I give is with a brilliant, you know, UCSF medical school where I went and I think is amazing. There's only one NAM certified provider in all of San Francisco. Hmm. So that tells you how few people have few people have gone through the rigor of menopause only um, education and um, a test and the certification that you have to go through. But I'm saying you don't need that, but ask. Are you NAM certified? How much menopause training did you get? Um, not in a like, you know, <laughs> confrontational way, but just curious. How much yeah. menopause training are people getting nowadays? How much did you get? I heard Dr. Yen, who graduated in 97, got nothing, but she's a pediatrician. Uh, what is your subspecialty? Learn or know, right? And then two, if you're having symptoms, stop sucking it up. And so know that there are like 40 to 130 symptoms of menopause. Number one, dry, scratchy vagina when you have sex, sandpapery sex. That that is like a big complaint. Um, Number two, brain fog. Because of poor sleep, because of hot flashes, or just maybe because of estrogen um, being down. Number three, bone density. If you have osteoporosis, any kind of stuff, the best treatment is estrogen. But if you cannot tolerate estrogen, then there are things that'll make your bones hard. 
but mm-hmm. estrogen actually makes your bones bendy. So think of you're like falling and your bone bends instead of snaps. You want it to bend and not snap, but we don't have a test because it would be cruel to take your bone and like, let's see how much pressure we can put on until it snaps, right? Mm-hmm. So we only have tests to run x-rays to look at how dense is that bone, So, but it doesn't tell you how bendy that bone is. So there's still a whole bunch of research that we need to fund in that area. But mm-hmm. ascertain how much training your doctor has. Ascertain if your provider has a bias against estrogen. And if so, um, give them the book, Estrogen Matters. Make sure you read the book, Estrogen Matters, and or just go to a North American Menopause Society certified physician. And anybody mm. who wants to sign up, pandiahealth.com forward slash menopause. We're taking signups and we'll tell you when we launch. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, all right. Listeners can go uh, also to the show notes and find links to the book and the websites that Dr. Yen uh, has mentioned. And Dr. Yen, we're wrapping up this first segment. We are going to go into our, our next segment, but I just want to uh, also just chat with you briefly about a conference that you are uh, that your company, Pandia Health, is a sponsor of. And um, well, the Well Woman Show is is also a media partner. And that is the Take the Lead Conference being held August 26th in LA at UCLA, actually. Um, it's August 26th. It's on um, the, it's on Women's Equality Day. And um, tell me a little bit about why Pandia Health is a sponsor at this conference and what people can expect to take away from it. Yeah, I'm very excited about this concert. Um, This organization is led by Gloria Felt, who um, originally was at Planned Parenthood and led them for a very long time. So she absolutely supports women's empowerment and women's rights. And now she has this uh, this new nonprofit Um, Take the Lead, which is empowering women in um, leadership roles, increasing women in leadership. So this conference is all about that. And Pandia Health, the whole reason I started this company was to improve women's lives because hashtag better things to do than run to the pharmacy. Instead of worrying about running out of birth control, go live your life. Set it and forget it for the things that we can do that we're just here to make your life better. So it just makes sense that we're about women's empowerment. This conference is about women's empowerment. And um, I was at the conference, um, I think it was the first one, yes, in uh, Arizona. And the speakers there are inspiring being in a room full of uterine or former uterine bearing, you know, at one point had uterine Um <laughs> And uh, feminists um, supporting each other, learning how to um, live a better, healthier life, but also how to seize power and not go through imposter syndrome. So many things to work on. Um, It's just great. And you can Mm. choose the different um, talks that you want to go to according to your interests. And Pandia Health, of course, will have a booth there and you can drop by, say hello, and happy to always answer questions about birth control, menopause, acne, women's health. All right. Okay, cool. So that's the Power Up Conference and Concert, uh, August 26th this year. It's all day. It's at UCLA. And you can go to our website, wellwomanlife.com slash podcast to get all the links and a special promo code 
for 20% off your ticket. If you choose to go in person or attend virtually, you can use the discount code for your ticket. So we're wrapping up this segment and we'll be right back with Dr. Yen. For 25 years, I've been working in social justice and systems change because when women and girls thrive, families thrive and whole communities thrive. What I realized through my work was that there are systems at play that work to keep women leaders functioning at half their capacity because of overwork, overwhelm and burnout. The very nature of our linear strategic systems of power that have worked so well for so many high-achieving women are the exact reason we're crashing and burning at such high rates. So we end up with highly capable women leaders who are unable to realize their potential, whether it's in their health, their relationships, career, prosperity, or social impact. I'm Giovanna Rossi, host of The Well Woman Show on NPR. And what I do is work with high-achieving women leaders who feel stuck in their careers, overwhelmed by trying to do it all, facing a health crisis or unhappy in their relationships so that they can finally enjoy life again, be the leader they know they can be and make the impact they're here to make with their families and communities. It's my mission to use a feminist lens and the Well Woman Life framework to challenge the status quo and dismantle systems that work to maintain unequal power so that all women can thrive as leaders in their communities and families. Get started on your Well Woman leadership journey by applying for the group program at wellwomanlife.com slash academy. I'm speaking with Dr. Sophia Yen, uh, co-founder of Pandia Health. And Dr. Yen, we're going into a segment called Superpowers for Success, where you uh, get an opportunity to share some of your insights and wisdom about life and leadership and success um, with listeners. And so we're going to do a quick round of questions. And the first question I have for you is, what does success in life mean for you? That's a very good question. Success, I think, in our world is, you know, financial success, but also societal success. I want to leave this world better than when I came into it. And unfortunately, in the United States, we have turned back the clock on women's reproductive rights. And I'm sad that my daughters have fewer rights than I had. And hopefully we can rectify this before I die. Part of the reason I started Pandia Health was to improve women's lives. And I hope that I'm doing something there. And then as a thought leader, I've introduced the concept of hashtag periods optional. Anybody with a uterus who doesn't want to bleed every single month, please check out my TEDx talk. It's at the bottom of pandiahealth.com forward slash periods optional. And I think sharing that with everyone everywhere, both anybody who's educated should know that this is an option, but more importantly, anybody with a uterus who's bleeding every month and doesn't want to bleed every month should know this is an option. And I think that hopefully will leave the world a little bit better than when I came into it. And so success Absolutely. is monetary, success is societal, um, success is Pandia Health. I would love us to um, IPO and ring that NASDAQ Nissi bell. That would be mm. a lot of fun. Oh, okay. So big aspirations there. And Dr. Yen, when did you know you were really good at what you do? Got validation in high school. And what it was is until high school, I I realized that the grades that I get reflect me 
And so it was no longer getting good grades for the sake of getting good grades, but it was to show the world that I'm awesome. And that's mm. this is my validation is, is getting good um, grades. Um, I, I know that I am a good speaker because I get feedback um, evaluations that say, you know, thank you for explaining this concept. Thank you for talking about periods optional. Thank you for telling us about all the emergency contraception options. Um, thank you for putting this in layperson speak. So um, that that is, you know, one measure. The other measure is seeing improvement in your patient. So if you're working with them on obesity, really, I give you the tools and whether or not you choose to use them is, you know, is you and it's more you than me. I'm just here to help. Um, but I am very thankful when you are able to achieve that. And I feel that I was, I played some part in it. Mm, Yeah. Okay. And can you describe a personal habit that contributes to your well-being so you can do all of what you do in the world? I think it's so important as a startup founder, as a mother, as as a human being to um, set your boundaries. And so my boundaries are we always eat dinner as a family at 7 p.m. to the best of our ability. There's exceptions if like I'm doing an interview for NPR or something (laughs) like that. But um, outside of those exceptions, always eat dinner together. Um, Always try to take at least a couple hours a day for yourself um, because sometimes you just have to work 24-7 a lot, but not really 24-7, but you get the idea. But carve out those things and just have absolutes. I will not take a meeting 7 p.m. at any time during dinner because I value that time to be with my family. I want to take a couple hours off on the weekend so that I'm not stressed out of my mind and either watch some trash TV or do some exercise or get a massage. Mm, Yeah. And I think in some industries and fields, uh, there is more acceptance around setting boundaries at work and uh, being more flexible and and compassionate with with people about about the workload and but it's good to hear you say this as a high achieving doctor in the medical field because that's not something we hear all the time yes we do really need in medicine there's still a long way to go. Um, one change that I've seen is we have this thing in medicine called grand rounds and they usually have grand rounds at 8 a.m. But if you have children, who's going to get the children to school and whatnot, younger children at 8 a.m., right? And either you or your significant other has to sacrifice your career. If you're both doctors, both of you can't attend. And so the good programs have moved their grand rounds to noon because you're already at work, you know, Mm -hmm. and then you got to make sure you provide lunch because as an obesity expert, I'm like, you need to eat at the same time every day and you need to eat healthy. And if you don't provide lunch, then I have to sneak it in later or, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So those are, there are small interventions exactly as you've worked on family friendly work environments. And, you know, I went to MIT, so I have, and my husband's a programmer, so I'm surrounded by programmers and they've taught me, it doesn't matter what hours you work as long as you get the job done. But with medicine, you know, there are certain hours that we have to work because you're in clinic, 
but um, hopefully the higher ups will respect your dinner time. But usually you should be out by seven if you have dinner at seven. But if you have dinner at five, that's a harder thing to get to with traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, so the the but the takeaway here is really about the boundaries, and we do a lot of work in on the Well Woman Show um, about boundaries. In fact, we were just talking about the conference, take the lead, and I am going to be I, uh, facilitating a roundtable where I'm going to be talking a lot about boundaries. So, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, so that'll be good. Um, so, Dr. Yen, what superpower did you discover you had only to realize it was there all the time? I think that we all have the power to take action and we all have the power to speak up. So I think that if you see something's wrong, speak up, be an upstander, as they now teach us, instead of a bystander mm-hmm. and know that one person can make a difference that, you know, it's a whole bunch of one people together coming together as a collective or just one person saying that's not right. Um, I, I picture immediately the Tiananmen Square um, person that stood in front of the tanks. That one person made an impression on the world, right? And I don't know what the result of that exact situation was if you got run over went to jail or whatever but um that that standing up empowers other people to stand up empowers other people to know that they're not alone and we all have that power it's just scary to exercise it just thinking of speaking up my heart rate is shooting up and i'm starting to sweat so um i i know i present as an extrovert but my mom trained that into me i am mm. an introvert but I, but I will do things for my company, for the cause, for my children that I wouldn't do for myself. And so sometimes you think of the cause and you stand up. Mm, that's a good distinction. Um, okay. And what advice would you give your younger self, say 25, 30 year old Dr. Yen? I would or just say- Sophia. Just Sophia, if you weren't a doctor yet. (laughs) Yes. Well, in the startup life, um, I would say get everything in writing and um, don't let anybody pressure you to do anything or act too quickly. Everything can always wait until you get it in writing or run it through a lawyer. That's one um, startup tip. Mm. Um, But to the younger self, um, this is what my parents instilled in me. And I think I hope all parents can instill in their young people is that you are bright, you are smart, you can achieve anything you you work hard towards. And if you don't and you can't, then we're here to support you as parents, as society, ask for help, um, but mainly know that you have great potential. Mm, I love that. Okay. And do you identify as a feminist? I absolutely identify as a feminist. I have a t-shirt as well as my husband. This is what a feminist looks like. <laughs> and I've <laughs> chanted that at several of these um, of these uh, uprisings that we've had of late, particularly after an election and some other things, mm-hmm. and particularly with pink hats. So I just think it's important that people know that a feminist just means that we believe that people with uteri and ovaries are born with those should be equal to those who are not born with those. It's just about equality. We're not asking for more. 
We're just asking to have a level playing ground. I'd like to see 50% of VCs be women. I'd like to see 50% of the companies funded by VC be women-founded, women-led. I'd like to see 50% of the boards be women. I'd like to see 50% of the CEOs be women. I'd like to see 50% of those in elected office be women. But that is not what we see. And unfortunately, if we continue at the pace we're doing now, we won't see that for the next 50 to 100 years and I'll be dead. That's not cool. <laughs> which I is want why, it before I'm dead. Yes, which is why everybody needs to take action back to your your earlier point. Yes. Um, Vote. Okay. Vote. Yes. Donate. Yeah. Run for office. And mm. um, those of us with uteri often don't run for office until someone's being asked. So anybody listening to this podcast that holds progressive ideals and believes in reproductive rights, um, I'm asking you to run for office. Oh, I love that. Okay, a challenge. Um, Great. So last question for you. What are you reading right now? What's on your nightstand? I am an ADHD-like person. And I have 10 different books going on at all times. I'm currently reading the book by Dr. Atiyah on life hacking longevity, though it is running long. I think it could have been done in 10 pages, um, but, but that's the kind of person I am. And I'm just looking at my bookshelf. What I have is the Menopause, Menopause Manifesto by Dr. Jen Gunter, Estrogen Matters, as I mentioned before. I love Birth of the Pill by um, Jonathan Eig. And Ms. Magazine's about to release their 50th anniversary book. That'll be a great coffee table book out there. Ooh, that, that is a good one. So you okay. can free buy and, and get that now. And when you're not learning and studying um, and taking action, what, what do you like to read? Do you like to read like romance novels or horror? <laughs> <laughs> so I am the lazy new generation and I binge TV. So I love Fresh Off the Boat. I love Kim's oh, Convenience. I love, I love Blackish. Um, I just found the, was it Five Star Chef? Um, mm. My husband and I just watched that. We love it. We hope they bring it to the United States. And um else of course Bridgerton (laughs) the (laughs) other you know classics out there well that 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 gives us a good a good little overview um and so just to uh wrap up I've been speaking with Dr. Sophia Yen co-founder of Pandia Health and um advocate for birth control and uh menopause um support. And we will be at the Power Up Concert and Conference in LA, August 26th. Join us there. You can go to wellwomanlife.com slash podcast for all the links to the conference, including a discount code for 20% off your ticket. So hope to see you there. And Dr. Yen, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun.
That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your Well Woman life, head over to wellwomanlife.com. As a reminder, we are on NPR every week, so be sure to tune in at npr.org slash podcasts and search for The Well Woman Show. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a moment and subscribe and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.